When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The best Rangers analysis with no punches pulled. This is From the Blue Seats, a New York Rangers podcast. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Vanessa. What's going on? Welcome to From the Blue Seats, a New York Rangers podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. I am Jimmy Finizzi. I hope you are having a fantastic day so far. First and foremost, before we get into today's topics and introduce our very special guest, I want to thank everybody who sent a lot of positive comments and feedback for the first episode of the show. It really does mean a lot. And again, just thank you to everybody involved on the network for welcoming me with such gratitude and for really big open arms. It really does mean the world to me. I'm just getting started, though, people. We're coming firing out on all cylinders here for episode number two because not only do I have a very special guest joining me, he is also a very personal friend of mine, does amazing work for Devil's State of Mind right here on this very fine network. Please join me in welcoming my good friend and everybody's good friend, Neil Villapiano. Neil, it's been a long time, my man. I've missed speaking with you. How's everything? Everything is going very well, Jimmy. Thank you so much for having me on. It's quite the honor to be the the first guest on just the second episode of your podcast since joining THPN. And like I mentioned before, welcome to the THPN family. It's a lot of fun. We are approaching nearly 100 podcasts on the network. So uh, shout out to Dylan and Kyle for continuing to Absolutely kill it. Uh, shout out to DraftKings. Uh, make sure to use promo code THPN, by the way. Uh, and thank you to them for being the official sports betting partner of the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, and yeah, honestly, um, I'm doing really well. Uh, the podcast grew leaps and bounds this past year. And obviously it helps that the Devils had a historic season and a lot of positives. But just seeing the podcast continue to grow the way it has, I couldn't be more grateful. And, um, you know, I thank all the Devils fans. I thank hockey fans in general around the country and around the world who have listened to the podcast over time. It really does mean a lot. Um, and, you know, I, I just uh, every day I get a chance to talk about, you know, what I love and I'm really, really happy about it. I'm also now writing for Big Apple Hockey. Um, I did yeah, hear check that. Out those articles. Yes, please go do so. I'll have another one, probably one or two this week, and I'll continue to have weekly articles out for all of you guys. And uh, make sure to also check out the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel. We have a big live watch along for the NHL draft and extravaganza where myself and my other host, Kyle Manifold, will 
be hosting that one on uh, on June 28th. Also, we will have on hosts from a lot of the podcasts throughout the network covering every single team as we go through the draft. So it'll be a lot of fun. So make sure you guys are here for all of that. But yeah, Jimmy, thank you so much for having me on, man. And uh, not not going to hold back on um, on that uh, on that wonderful series we had back in April on the first round of the playoffs. You know what, my man? I wouldn't expect anything less from you. It was, it was, hey, listen, it was a classic series. The way it ended for my team, obviously, I was disappointed, but I kind of got into it with the fans in the first episode already. But if you haven't, if you haven't listened to it yet, go check it out. I get into it quite a bit. But hey, listen, you know I don't like the Devils. I hate the Flyers more though. But I will say once again to you, because I do like you as a Devils fan and as a personal friend, congratulations. You guys truly did have a phenomenal year. And I will say it again, I can definitely see this Devils team winning a cup within the next two, three years. I'm telling you right now, it is going to happen. And if you don't believe me, go look at the youth of their team. And I'm telling you right now, what the talent that team has, watch out. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. But this is not a devil's discussion. I'm sorry, Neil. This is no, my you can, show. No, you can just check out just check out my podcast if you want to yes, hear if you exactly. want to hear the devil's tires pumped every day. Make sure to check out the devil's state of my podcast. Absolutely. No, no, look, in all seriousness, go subscribe to Neil's podcast if you aren't already. He does a tremendous job talking all things New Jersey Devils, and you might just catch him at a Devils game. Or quite many, to be exact. But more on that another day. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about DraftKings Stanley Cup odds. And by that, I mean way too early Stanley Cup odds for 2024. But before we get into that, I did want to discuss a little bit about what happened in this year's Stanley Cup Finals between the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights. First and foremost, we do want to say... Congratulations to the Vegas Golden Knights on their first ever Stanley Cup championship in their six years of being in this league. They won their first Stanley Cup. But I got to be honest, though. I got to give major props to the Florida Panthers. I mean, to think that this team was one of the last teams to get in on the last day of the regular season, mind you. And they made it all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. Talk about a historical playoff run. They finally win a Stanley Cup final game. Because if you don't remember, the first time they made the final was in 1996, where they eventually got swept by the Colorado Avalanche, which, by the way, was their first season in the league. Um, But yeah, you got to give props to the Florida Panthers. They had an outstanding season. But you got to wonder, though, was it a fluke or... Will they be back? That is the question that remains to be seen. Because I got to tell you, I kind of have a feeling that they have what it takes to make a deep playoff run again. Because if they can pull pull something like this out of their ass, God knows what can happen next year for the Panthers. But, Neil, I got to be honest, though. This was pretty much a one-sided series from the start, in my opinion. I, I just felt Vegas was the better team. They had a lot more talent. Not to say that Matthew Kachuk and Anthony Duclair aren't talented, because they are. But I thought Vegas had better goaltending. They had much more offensive firepower. They had much better defense. So congratulations to the Vegas Golden Knights. They are your Stanley Cup champions. But again, give props to Florida because I got a strong feeling 
They'll be back. Not in the Stanley Cup Finals, but they will make a deep playoff run next year, in my opinion. Yeah, so like Jimmy said, you know, shout out Vegas Golden Knights. Took them, you know, six years. As Bill Foley put it, you know, the owner of the Golden Knights, he said it was going to take six years to win a cup. And, you know, he was right. Took them six years. (laughs) Uh, Probably not the way that he originally expected. Um, I'm I'm sure when he bought, when he obviously got the franchise and they they started and you look at where they were in 1718, the magical golden misfits. And then they go through several years of, you know, continuously buying everything that moved and, you know, whether, whether they handled their players correctly or not, obviously doesn't matter because at the end of the day, they do find a way to win the Stanley cup. They were the best team throughout the entire playoffs. They had the most, most depth. And it's certainly you certainly saw that with their goaltending and the way Aiden Hill uh, went about his business, especially since he took over in the second round of the playoffs this year. Uh, you know, Bruce Cassidy getting fired from the Bruins. And then about a year later, almost exactly a year later since he got fired, uh, he wins a Stanley Cup. And so, yep. you know, it's it just a tremendous season for the Vegas Golden Knights. They they fought through some adversity. They got through it. Jonathan Marchessault had a great year. And for him not only to win the con smite and win the Stanley cup, but to do that against his former team, the team that put him on the unprotected list of the expansion draft way back in 1718 to then, you know, fast forward to six years later to hoist the Stanley cup is, uh, you know, if you don't believe in hockey, uh, hockey gods, uh, I think they got to start believing, especially after what happened. Jack Eichel, his first year in the playoffs, you know, he had a great year. And if it wasn't for Marsha, so he probably would have won playoff MVP but for him you know obviously Buffalo fans don't really want to talk about it but you know just a really g- great year for Jack Eichel a lot of different guys Mark Stone the captain fighting through a lot of different injuries and you know adversity and he might unfortunately be dealing with a lot of that throughout the rest of his career it's just mm. really sad to hear hey, um, you, you know what though he, he, he did score a huge hat trick in game five so you got to give him props for that he did. He did. And you do give him a lot of credit for it and obviously help guiding the Vegas Golden Knights to this cup. And so, yeah, overall, congratulations to Vegas. Um, obviously, a lot of teams out there that haven't won a cup yet. I'm sure it's very hard, a very hard pill to swallow. But like you mentioned, you know, shout out to the Florida Panthers. Paul Maurice, uh, tremendous year in his first year as the head coach of the Panthers. A lot of people were critical of uh, Florida, including myself, when Andrew Burnett was not returned as the head coach um, after leading them to a really tremendous year as the interim head coach. Um, But, you know, Paul Maurice shut up a lot of people, the Panthers. It didn't, it took them until the second to last day of the season to get into the dance. And then for them to come back from down three, one to knock off the mighty Boston Bruins Mm. to dominate the floor, the Toronto Maple Leafs as well as they did. And to really dominate the, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes as much as they did. You could see why this is potentially not a fluke that Florida got here. Um, and they deserve the right to be in the finals. But I, I do agree that it was it was a pretty one-sided series. There were too many blowouts, in my opinion. And I think that could be said for a lot of the playoffs. I yeah. think this was probably one of the more boring playoffs overall, if you are a hockey fan. Just because there was a lot of games that were decided in the first or second period. So that by the time you got to the third... It was just a formality, and I think I you saw it even in Game Five of these finals. It was nine to nine to three was the final score. I mean, yep. it just that twelve goals in a series in a championship clinching game not something you would expect, even in a short series as it was in only five games. Yep. But I think at the end of the day, 
um, with the Florida Panthers. I do have some concerns about can they get back to um, to the finals? Because first and foremost, regardless of what whether you win it or not, it's a very difficult thing to go through the entire 82 game regular season for you know three rounds of the playoffs just to get back to the finals at a year after. Look at the Colorado Avalanche; they definitely had a good year overall, but Gabriel Landeskog he may never play again because of the injuries he suffered during the playoffs the year before. Yeah, you know, Kale McCarr dealt with injuries. Then obviously a suspension. That, that, that Avalanche team wasn't, you know, despite being the number one seed, was not as good as they were the year before. And right. then they got beat by a young, high-flying, another expansion team in the Seattle Kraken. So yep. Vegas, despite being the defending champs, who knows? Maybe they don't even make the playoffs next year. I'm not saying that's going to happen. Right. I think most likely they will and have a very good chance to win another cup, but it's very difficult. And when you, again, going back to the Panthers, you look at the injuries that some of these guys sustained. I mean, Matthew Kachuk, I mean, he couldn't even put on his skates. That's how bad he was dealing yep. with stuff. Radko Gudis as well. Um, Barkov, uh, all these guys were banged up very badly up, in, you know, and throughout the entirety of the finals. And, Quite frankly, the goaltending just wasn't there. Bobrovsky f- went back to being the Bobrovsky we've seen the last couple of years since he signed that big money deal in Florida. He just hasn't been that good. And you got to wonder about Alex Lyon. You know, is he ready to take over those reins? Um, you look at Knight, who obviously left the team due to, you know, dealing with some personal stuff and he still hasn't returned to the team. And hopefully he can return soon and is is obviously doing better than he was yeah. before. Um, and a Palmieri system, as you saw in Winnipeg, it doesn't normally transition over several years, but you know, I've been proven wrong before. There's nothing saying the Florida can't get back. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think that a lot of things have to go right. And they do have two thirds of their team as unrestricted or restricted free agents. So they will have to obviously make some decisions soon as we approach the July 1st, uh, start date of NHL free agency. And really try to figure out what they're going to do with this team uh, moving forward. But both of these teams deserve to be in the finals. It's just a shame that it it, it went as went as poorly as it did. If you look at the majority of that series, it just wasn't that. But it was kind yeah. of the nail in the coffin for what was a pretty rough year in terms of competitive playoff hockey um, in this in this year's Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, I mean, hope, hopefully next year's playoffs are better. I do agree with you that these playoffs were boring i mean that that that's kind of putting it lightly to be honest with you that's just my personal opinion but it was pretty non-competitive even though a couple of series did go seven games but it doesn't really matter because you're right neil a majority of those games were blowouts it just wasn't that entertaining there look goaltending was fine on maybe the winning side but you know let's face it it, it, it was non-competitive hopefully next year's playoffs are better so yep. you are right. I definitely do agree with you there. But again, congratulations to the Vegas Golden Knights on your first ever Stanley Cup championship. And again, congratulations to the Florida Panthers. This episode will continue in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our sponsors at DraftKings. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Now listen, I know hockey season is just about over, which is big sad news, but I'm already hearing that you can already bet on who will win the Stanley Cup next season, and you may want to get on that ASAP. 
and you can take advantage of our special offer while doing it. How? Well, it's really quite simple. All you do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up using our promo code THPN. And by doing this, you can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. DraftKings is offering sports betting in Kansas on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. Or in Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Now, with that being said, thanks to our sponsors in DraftKings, I was able to pull up some way-too-early Stanley Cup championship odds for the 23-24 season. Obviously, these are subject to change, but at the time of this episode, Vegas is not even the favorites to repeat. And I, I get it. It's hard to repeat as a champion in any sport, really. Forget just hockey. Any sport, it's hard to repeat to win a championship. But get this. The Colorado Avalanche and the Boston Bruins are tied for the best odds to win the Stanley Cup next year at plus 800. I get it. But look, like Neil said before, Colorado has been dealing with a couple of key injuries. Like he said, Gabriel Landeskog may not ever play again, which is a damn shame. I really hope that he will be able to at least put on the skates for at least one more year. But that's just me. I, I really do hope he recovers very soon. And then when you look at the Boston Bruins, I really don't know... I don't know if I can trust them because you think about it, they were up, what was it, 3 nothing or 3-1 against the Florida Panthers? 3-1, Boston, 3-1. 3-1, yep. it was 3-1, okay, thank you. Yeah, they were up 3-1 against an eight seed, not just, an, no, not even that, a second wild card team, and you can't even finish them off? I mean, so it's hard to trust the high and mighty Boston Bruins. Look, I get it. They're no slouches. They're going to make the playoffs next year. I think so. But who's to say come playoff time that this won't happen again? So, look, I trust Colorado more than I trust Boston because I think Colorado can, and can overcome the injuries. And as far as the Bruins, I mean, their top players, they just collapsed, man. They just collapsed. They just like completely fell off the face of the earth and had no answer for the Florida Panthers late in that series. So, look, I understand why they're tied for the best odds to win, but if I had to put my trust in one particular team, either Colorado or Boston, I'd rather take my chances with the Colorado Avalanche. I think when I think one of the reasons why people are looking at the Colorado Avalanche as one of the favorites to win next year is the fact that most of their guys, and I say most because, again, Gabriel Landeskog, we do not know when he will be able to return, if at all, to playing hockey. Um, 
the assumption is the majority of the team's going to be healthy, that they're going to be able that now that they've had a full year with, you know, Alexander Georgiev as their starting netminder and that they're still a very talented team and still a relatively deep team, that they could certainly bounce back and win another cup. You know, we've seen teams in the past be able to win a cup, miss a year, maybe another year, and, and then ultimately get back. I mean, we've seen it before. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's possible. It's just that I feel the Western Conference is getting tougher. You look at just how this year went. Seattle's on, you know, on the rise. Vegas yep. won the cup this year. Edmonton still has Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. That Dallas Stars team, regardless of how things went in the conference finals, is still a very, very good team in their own right. And, you know, you have you do have some teams that are getting close, ready to make, you know, their own runs at winning a cup in the Western Conference. I think, but for right now. I you know I just labeled the teams that have the good chance to win another to win a cup or win another cup. Mm-hmm. That's still not even eight teams. So Colorado does still have a pretty high chance themselves to maybe make a run in the playoffs if all things go right. And that's how a lot of these teams have to look at. When you look at Boston, I think a lot of this is the assumption that maybe guys like Patrice Bergeron may come back another year. David Krejci may come back another year. Um, I think most likely guys like maybe Taylor Hall might be on the way out. Jake DeBrusque, it sounds like he might be on the way out. Um, and Boston is still a pretty deep team. You look at how goaltending went this year with Linus Olmark and Jeremy Swayman. Mm. I mean, Olmark probably is the favorite to win the win the Vesna Trophy. Um, you know, they're, they're still a very, very good team. And again, when you look at some of the other teams in the Eastern Conference, I think the betters may look at it and say, you know, I think Boston still has a good chance. And maybe they look at how things went in the playoffs this year as a fluke. But I have seen, if you look at since 2011, since the Bruins won the Cup, um, the Bruins have done nothing but choke away opportunity after opportunity to win win the Cup. Exactly. 2013, they didn't get it done against the Blackhawks. I think they had a chance to do it. 2019, you lose Game 7 at home. At, you know, to the St. Louis Blues, the fact that you went seven games, not great. No. Uh, a lot of different opportunities in the playoffs before that you have kicked away. Um, so for them, it's more of can they get off of the get off the schneid of blowing these opportunities and taking advantage of it. So, right. I mean, I would agree with you if we're looking at those two teams. If I were to choose one, I'd probably lean more towards Colorado, mm-hmm. but. You know, it's not by a lot. I don't, you know, yeah. both of these, you know, the Bruins could easily bounce back. We've seen him do it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm sure a lot of people look at it and think that losing in the first round was a fluke. Because, again, if you think about it, even in game five, you know, Brad Marchand had a breakaway at the end of the third period. If he scores there, Florida mm-hmm. doesn't make it out of the first round. They yeah, we're, we're, we're five having a whole different conversation if that happens. Absolutely. Exactly. So, at the end of the day, Interesting, but not entirely surprising picks by DraftKings as the two betting favorites um, to win the cup. (laughs) No, look, it it just bothers me that the the Bruins just had such a historic year. You know, they they broke the NHL wins record. They won the President's Trophy. They finished first in the division. And then they just completely crapped the bed in the first, the first round of the playoffs against the second Wild card team. Give me a break. I mean, again, I'm, I'm taking my chances with Colorado, but I'm with Neil. It's not by much. Do I think the Bruins will bounce back next year? 
I do. I don't think they're going to get bounced out of the first round again. But if they do, oh boy, we're going to be having a whole different conversation there. But I think we both agree that we're taking our chances with Colorado. What say you? Let us know on Twitter at BlueSeats94. Who would you rather take your chances with to compete to win the Stanley Cup? Is it Colorado or Boston? Let us know on Twitter at BlueSeats94. 94 and be sure you follow us on there as well for episode updates and for the latest breaking news on your New York Rangers. Let's continue with these way too early Stanley Cup odds here. In third are the Toronto Maple Leafs at plus 900. I I mean, look, good for Toronto. They finally won a playoff series for the first time in 19 years. Phenomenal. I'm happy for them. That ain't happening again. (laughs) I'm sorry. Look, as talented as Toronto is, I still do not trust them. I need to see them win another playoff series. Heck, maybe two before I can say, okay, maybe they have a chance to actually do something for the first time since 1967. It hasn't happened in a while, and it's not happening once again for a while until something happens. I want to see them win at least two playoff series. Until that happens, I still don't trust Toronto, but... I get it. They're coming off the hype of their first series win in 19 years. Good for them. I still don't trust the Maple Leafs. Then you have the Edmonton Oilers, who are the fourth best odds at plus 1,000. Then you have Neal's New Jersey Devils, no surprise here, who have the fifth best odds to win the Cup at plus 1,200, also tied with the Carolina Hurricanes for the same odds. Vegas, who just won the Cup, is seventh at plus 1,300. Then you have my... New York Rangers, who have the 8th best odds to win the Stanley Cup at plus 1,400, who are also tied with the Florida Panthers as well. This is a very interesting list so far. Look, hey, look, we love DraftKings, but this is a very interesting list here. Look, I will agree with the New Jersey Devils being the 5th best team tied with the Carolina Hurricanes, but... Again, I'm giving the slight edge to New Jersey only because of the young talent that they have on that team and, you know, their ability to score, defend. Their speed is, in my opinion, unmatched. As far as Edmonton's concerned, look, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, that's all they got. Look, if you really really want to put it in its proper perspective, outside of McDavid and Dreisaitl, look, Yamamoto was good. I like him. Their goaltending, in my opinion, has been very questionable. I don't trust their goaltending, and I don't trust anybody else on the offensive side of the puck outside of McDavid and Dreisaitl. I'm sorry, I just don't. Look, Darnell Nurse is all right. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is pretty good. But other than that, I don't trust the Edmonton Oilers. I would bump them down just a touch. I've already ranted about Toronto. I don't need to go there. The Devils, like I said, I get it. They're young. They're speedy. They score a lot. They're goaltending. I trust I trust the Devils goaltending more than Edmonton's goalie. It takes a lot for me to say that, but that's just me. But I digress. Carolina, I, I really don't know. I don't know how to feel about Carolina, man. Look, they made the Eastern Conference Finals. I get it. I just, I just don't know. That's another team I don't trust. But... I get it, but I'm 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 putting more of my faith in the New Jersey Devils more than the Carolina Hurricanes. And again, Neil, that's taken a lot for me to say, but you know I'm right here. Yeah, I mean, I think 
again, the betters are looking at what New Jersey has built um, over the last couple of years. You look at what this team did this past year, you know, knocking out the Rangers in round one. And yeah, obviously they went out with somewhat of a whimper in the second round against Carolina. But this is a very inexperienced team that got taught a very valuable playoff lesson. But you mentioned the youth, Jack Hughes, Nico Kiescher, newly re-signed Jesper Bratt, Timo Meyer once he's you know solidified long-term, uh, Dawson Mercer, potentially Alexander Holtz as well down the line, Luke Hughes and Simone Nemetz on the back end, and Akira Schmidt, who, uh, you know, he really proved himself to be a number one guy. And, you know, he's going to take some time to you know, develop more, but he is really good. Vitek Vanacek, despite his playoff woes, had a phenomenal year. Only the second goalie in franchise history to win 30 games or more in a season. Um, You know, there's a lot of good there. There's a lot of good. The Devils obviously do have a lot of moves that they have to make, whether they keep certain guys or not. I mean, they've already moved Damon Severson off this team. Um, You know, there's other guys that could potentially be moved as well. There's good potentially for you know look a little bit different for the devils mm. this um season but i do believe that they have become much more of a destination place i think there are going to be more guys down the road that are going to want to come to a place like this where tom fitzgerald is built and i think right. you look at this team and you and you can't help but think about the the possibilities that this team can do when everything's clicking and i i think that i mean i mentioned it numerous times on the podcast that this is only the beginning of where this team can go. There's a lot. This team is here and they're not going anywhere anytime soon. And not only should they be considered a um, contender to win the win the Eastern Conference, but they certainly should be a contender to win the Cup. There's nothing saying yeah. that they can't. I know goaltending for many people is still a question mark, and I get it. But I don't think it's as big of a question mark as it was the year before or the year before that. Or I don't think it's that big of a question mark as people say that it is now. And I think that a lot of, I think it's understandable why the Devils are up there. You mentioned Toronto. I think as long as they have uh, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, and all those guys, I think they're always going to be considered to be a cup contender, even if they haven't, even if they've only won one playoff series in the last two decades, just Mm -hmm. because of the name talent alone. Um, You know, you mentioned Carolina. Carolina's got a lot of decisions to make on free agents, you know, again, yep. especially with their two goaltenders, Freddie, Freddie Anderson and Antiranta. I, I don't know what they want to do with that. Mm. Um, you know, they have to figure out some other guys that may potentially get moved. Um, that might be a completely different team that you see on the ice next season. Again, all of this, the, 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 the lines you're seeing right now and we're, and we're telling you are based off of, you know, what the, what the betters have seen and this is before free agency or the draft has happened. So a lot is going to change. Like we could circle back to this in like a month or two and right. it might be completely different. Uh, Vegas, I kind of would prefer to move Vegas up to third highest odds because they are the defending champions. Uh, for them not even to be the the top seed in their own conference is yeah, interesting. That, that, that's ridiculous. I think injuries is something of – Something to notice, you know, we don't know the significance of Mark Stone and how long he'll be out. Alex Petrangelo is getting up there in age. Alec Martinez, uh, even guys like Marcheseau and Riley Smith. Um, you know, th- these guys are getting up there in age. Max so Pacioretty, it's not- too. Max Pacioretty, yeah. I mean, well, Pacioretty's on the Hurricanes, 
So he's oh, something. Oh, so, I'm, I'm, know, I he, apologize. For some again, reason, that's I another guy Carolina has to Vegas. consider. They have to consider, um, you know, if they're going to bring him back or not after playing a measly five games before re-injuring himself. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that teams have to do that are going to shift the odds. But, you know, I'm not, you know, and, and with Edmonton, I mean, again, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl. And, mm. you know, as long as those guys are there, Edmonton's always going to be considered a favorite unless proven otherwise. And I think that that will, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see again how things progress with that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, some interesting, um, some interesting, very interesting uh, futures right now from DraftKings on uh, the 2024 Stanley Cup. And uh, we'll see if any of these teams can uh, – can uh, make these futures uh, worth it, I mean, especially the yeah. team in uh, the Garden State. <laughs> yeah, and for some reason, my stupid brain thought Patches was still on Vegas, so that's my fault. I apologize about that. I completely forgot he was on Carolina. But since this is a Rangers show, I do want to discuss the Rangers, who have the eighth-best odds to win the Cup. You know I have to discuss it because it is a Rangers show, like I said. Listen, I get it, but... Until the top guys prove to me that they can perform in the playoffs, they ain't winning no Stanley Cup anytime soon, ladies and gentlemen. It'll be 30 freaking years and counting. I'm going to be 30 next year. And I was a two-month-old infant when they last won the Stanley Cup. It's been way too long, all right? So until the Rangers' top guys can actually step up their game and not leave Igor Shesterkin out to dry like sandpaper, then they're not winning the Stanley Cup anytime soon. Look, I mentioned it in the first episode. I'll give you a prime example of one particular player. Artemi Panarin was god-awful this postseason. God-awful. The only two players who showed up are Chris Kreider and Igor Shesterkin. That is it. Nobody else stepped up. They left him out to dry again. Gerard Gallant got fired, and probably for good reason, because he kept switching up the lines, even though I still question that firing, but that's just me. I still like the Peter Laviolette hiring. I hope he does well. But even still, the Rangers need to have their top guys step up. Not just in the regular season, but postseason time, when it's crunch time, when the big lights shine, can they do it? And the only player that has answered that call so far is Igor Shesterkin. And again, Chris Kreider to some extent. Other than that, nobody. So based on that, I would maybe drop the Rangers down. Not by much, but I would drop them down maybe one or two spots until something comes to fruition here because they ain't winning a cup for another 30 years if this keeps up. I mean, the Rangers, they, to put it bluntly, they dramatically underperformed this past season. Yes, I mean, they did. Yes, they, they did. were able to acquire Vladimir Tarasenko for not a whole lot, and he's an unrestricted free agent, and the Rangers don't necessarily have the world's greatest amount of cap space. I think the last time I checked, they may have only five or six million dollars in cap six space million. right now. You had a superstar in Patrick Kane bitch and moan his way to the Rangers, and the Rangers gave up literally nothing to acquire him. And 
he didn't really show up in the playoffs. Nope. Tarasenko really didn't show up in the playoffs. Nope. Mika Zibanejad, once again, mm. did not show up. Oh Chris God. Kreider, if it wasn't for the power play, probably doesn't show up in that series. Just calling yep. it like it is. Uh, I Artemi, agree. Panarin, I... Artemi Panarin might be the most overrated superstar we have in our game because when the lights are brightest, he seems to ghost more than any girl that I've ever matched with on Hinge. I mean, really, it's it's quite amazing to me how much he just disappears uh, in the playoffs. Shesterkin is one of the top goaltenders in the league. There's no question about it. And yeah, I, I don't think that series goes seven if Shesterkin didn't stand on his head. I Thank think the Devils you. would probably win that series pretty decisively if things didn't go, if Shesterkin didn't stand on his head. They were up 2-0 um, in the series and they blew it. Not Igor Shesterkin, but the rest of the team. But go ahead. I'm sorry. You forgot to mention they were up 2 nothing, winning both games in New Jersey. That's exactly. the other thing you forgot exactly. to mention. Exactly. And the thing that turned the tide was Dougie Hamilton winning it in overtime in game three. Also, the also them switching that... goalies, in my opinion, because Akira Schmidt played out of his mind. Right, and the Rangers just never really found a way to figure out the Devils from that point. Yeah, they won game six, and they won it in, you know, you know, dominant they, they, fashion. They, they, didn't, they didn't deserve to win game six. I'm sorry. They, they really didn't. I'm sorry. I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree with that. I was there for game six, and I even I don't agree with what you're saying, quite frankly. Um, but that's besides the point. And then, you know, you go into this offseason with a lot of question marks. The first domino falls. You fire Gerard Gallant after it was reported that a lot of players – we're not necessarily thrilled with his type of coaching at this point. So right. you go with a guy who has a similar personality in Peter Laviolette. And obviously, you know, he's he has a reputation of bringing guys to the Stanley Cup. You know, he won a Stanley Cup in Carolina, brought yes. them to the finals, brought Nashville to the finals. Um, you know, then he goes to uh, he goes to Washington and with a relatively old roster, can't really get anything going. And the Rangers roster is no spring chickens either. No. So, I mean, is he the right fit? You know, who knows exactly what the right fit is. Um, so, you know, with the Rangers, and, and again, you, you do have a bunch of free agents. You have to figure out, you know, are you going to keep guys like Capo Caco? Is Alexi Lafreniere going to get offer sheeted? Um, you know, are you going to try to keep Vladimir Tarasenko? Are you going to try to keep Patrick Kane? Mm. You know, there's a lot of questions. Again, just like with several other teams we mentioned already, this could be a completely different Rangers team that you see on the ice by the time we hit October. Yes. It could be very, very different. But I think if any Rangers fan believes that this team is capable of winning a cup right now, I think if you look at how things went the year before and how things finished out this year, I think you're a little bit skeptical. I'm not saying the Rangers can't do it. I think they do. I think they do have a team that is capable when all things are clicking. When you're not getting support from your top guys, that's the type of result you're going to get. And for them... To go to seven games without a lot of their top guys stepping up, you know, says a lot about what that team could have done, especially if they had faced Carolina in round number two. Maybe, just maybe, they get to the conference finals at least, and who knows where things might have gone from that point. But mm. um, the Rangers, obviously, their window is starting to close. It's closing as fast as it opened, yep. and they have to be careful. And I've mentioned before, the Metropolitan Division is the division of death. It is a very, very tough division to play in throughout the year. And if the Rangers, just like any team we've mentioned, if they're not getting things going, they're obviously not going to succeed. And that's going to be a big thing. 
Chris Drury has a lot of decisions he has to make in very little amount of time. But I think when you look at the Rangers on paper, and that's a really what a lot of these um, what of these guys are doing in Vegas, yep. you know, you look at that team and say they are capable of doing it when all things are clicking. I refuse to believe it right now. And look, Neil, you know me. You know how critical I have been about this team for years. And mm-hmm. I'm a, I've been a Rangers fan since birth. I want to see this team win in my lifetime. But again, until the time comes when the top guys can prove themselves, it's not happening. Ranger fans, you can come at me all you want. I'm just trying to help you see reality since some of you cannot do that. This is why I hate, well, actually, hate is a strong word. I'm sorry. This is why I dislike some Ranger fans. I'm not saying my audience out there because all of you are awesome and I thank you very much and I love you. But even still, some Ranger fans out there are just way too delusional. They don't know what they're talking about. So I am here to hopefully be the voice of reason. If I'm not, you can kill me all you want. I don't care. I can take it. I'm a man. But even still, I said what I said and I mean it. The Rangers are not winning a Stanley Cup anytime soon until they get things Right, and hopefully, with Peter Laviolette at the at the helm, hopefully he can light a fire up Artemi Panarin and Mika Zibanejad's ass, and hopefully a few other guys as well, and maybe, just maybe, they can make a deep playoff run next year. But until I see it for myself, they are not winning a Stanley Cup anytime soon. But anyway, just to go over a couple more teams here on this list here from DraftKings, Dallas Stars are at plus 1,600, tied with the Tampa Bay Lightning here. Calgary Flames are at plus 2,000. The LA Kings are at plus 2,500. The Minnesota Wild are at plus 3,000. Pittsburgh Penguins at plus 3,000. Sabres at plus 4,000. Kraken at plus 4,000. Senators at plus 4,500. Islanders at plus 5,000. St. Louis Blues and the Washington Capitals, the Winnipeg Jets, and the Vancouver Canucks all at plus 6,000. The Red Wings and the Predators are at plus 7,500. The Flyers, Jackets, and the Ducks are at plus 15,000. So, I will ask you this, Neil, to wrap up this episode here. Out of all the teams that are on this list, where they are as the Stanley Cup favorites, who are you taking to win it all in 2024? The New Jersey Devils. And I'm not even really being that biased because I think that this Devils team is ready to make a run like that. I mean, for them to get through to the second round of the playoffs, even win a game in the second round, I think is a job well done. And I think it just shows, again, only, you know, a little bit of what this team is capable of doing long term. Tom Fitzgerald has built a tremendous culture since he took over as the GM. Um, you know, it's another year under Lindy Ruff's system. A lot of the guys on the team seem to play really well under a system. You have a lot of guys that want to be here long term. And chemistry is such an important thing in hockey. And if the Devils can keep the majority of their guys, especially the guys that made impacts um, on this team long term, then the chemistry is just going to continue to be there. And it's just going to make things easier on the ice. And it's going to make things better off the ice as well. Um, and I think another year for V, I think now if you look at VTech, his first year where he had a lot of workload, I think he's learned from it. I think he's ready to take a major step. Again, he's only entering his fourth or fifth year into the NHL. 
Akira Schmidt, he's going to come in with a very good chance to be one of the two goaltenders for us the entire season. And it's going to be, you know, a big year for him moving forward in terms of stepping up. Jack Hughes has entered into superstar um, mode. Nico Heischer, who's already up for the Selkie Trophy this year, has the chance to become the next Patrice Bergeron. I don't. He, he should win you know, the Selkie Trophy, by the way. That's just my opinion. Well, it's you know Patrice Bergeron is, is Patrice Bergeron. So I mean, it, you know, it's basically the Patrice Bergeron Award at this point because he's in it every single year. Um, but Nico Heischer is a tremendous two-way forward. Jesper Bratt, when things are clicking, his speed is better than some of the best players in the game. He actually has scored more five-on-five goals over the last two seasons than guys like, you know, Mika Rantanen and Alexander Ovechkin and guys like that. That shows you how good Jesper Brett is becoming. Timo Meyer, especially if they could sign him long-term, you know, he has a lot of playoff experience from his time in San Jose. And, you know, I think a full year in New Jersey, I think is going to be great for him. He already has some chemistry with guys like Siegenthaler and Nico Heischer. He's already gotten comfortable. He's been with the team now for a couple of months. So I think now he... He wants to be here. And like I mentioned before, New Jersey is becoming a destination place around the NHL. There are people, I'm sure, that are looking at New Jersey and, and looking at that young team and that young core and saying, why wouldn't I want to play with them? Why mm-hmm. wouldn't I want to take less money to go join them with the opportunity to maybe win a Stanley Cup or you know, even more? Who knows? Uh, so I think that the Devils have a really good chance to have another really good year and make a run. I think they have learned a lot of really good lessons, not just in the playoffs, but throughout the entire year. And I think they're ready to strike. I think this is the first year they can really look at themselves and say, we've accomplished making the playoffs. We've accomplished winning around in the, in the play in, in the playoffs. I think we have the opportunity to make a run at winning this cup. There's no reason that they can't. And that's the way I look at it. So as biased as it sounds, I'm going to rock with the, the red and black of New Jersey to uh, hoist the Stanley Cup in 2024. Call me crazy, but, you know, I've seen crazier things happen. As much as it pains me to admit it, I agree. I I, I, I would take the Devils over, honestly, any team in the NHL right now. Because, you know, again, I don't trust Boston at all. Colorado's dealing with a couple of injuries. Carolina's dealing with injuries. Edmonton, like I said, in my opinion, all they have is Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, and that's it. And the New Jersey Devils, to me, are just, they're more of a complete team. I mean, look, when you compare the Devils and every other team I just mentioned, the Devils don't seem to have a problem. Look, guys are going to get hurt, but it seems like the Devils know how to overcome that better than any other team that I've seen, at least from this year. Because, look. Well, I mean, I mean, Vegas, go ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry. Vegas played five different goaltenders and won a cup. Well, so, well I mean, bes- besides Vegas, besides Vegas, because they won the Stanley Cup this year. Florida as well. Vegas, so, What's that? Florida went to the finals, and they had a lot of adversity. Well, Florida as well. So, okay, well, but besides yeah. those teams, I mean, besides those teams. So that was my bad. I forgot to clarify myself. But even still. The Devils are just, there's something different. I mean, look, the Rangers, my own team, I don't trust. I need the top guys to perform. And, you know, as just a hockey fan, not a Rangers fan, but as a hockey fan in general, I really, I really enjoy watching this Devils team, man. I, I got to admit it. 
I mean, like I said, they're young, they're fast, their chemistry is just unreal. They just look like they're having fun. That's the thing as well. You gotta have fun while trying to win. And the Devils can do that. And they've shown they can do that, especially this year. The Rangers, I don't see it. Boston, I haven't seen it. Toronto, as much fun as they had winning their first playoff series, I need to see them do more. And, you know, just call it what it is, people. Just call it what it is. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm rocking with the Devils this year, man. I'm sorry. As much as I hate to admit it as a Ranger fan, I'm with my man Neil here. The Devils have what it takes. And in my opinion, I think that you know, I know they had the fifth best odds. Maybe you can move them up just a notch. That's just my personal opinion. Again, these odds are subject to change, so don't quote us on this. It's at the time of this episode. So if they change, it changes. It depends on what happens this offseason with all these teams, obviously. But as of right now, the Devils have the best odds, and I can definitely see them doing it. Maybe this year, maybe within two or three years, but... I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to win the cup this year. Nobody can convince me otherwise. I'm sorry. It's just the way I see it. Just as a casual hockey fan. Again, as a Ranger fan, I don't trust my own team. I really don't. You can come at me all you want. I don't care. But let us know. Are we crazy or do we have a point? Let us know on Twitter at BlueSeats94 and also on Neil's podcast as well at Devil State of Mind on Twitter and on Instagram as well. And also... On Facebook, find him everywhere and go subscribe to Neil Devil State of Mind on all social media platforms, all podcast audio platforms, wherever you listen to podcasts. And please be sure you subscribe to us as well from the Blue Seats. Follow us on Twitter at Blue Seats 94. Special shout outs to DraftKings for giving us these odds. And don't forget, use promo code THPN. Get yourself a $5 bet and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Thanks to DraftKings. And remember, please play responsibly. Neil, this was such a blast, my man. I miss talking to you. You've been nothing but a great friend to me all these years. And I really do appreciate you being the first official guest on my brand new show here on the Hockey Podcast Network. And you are always welcome back anytime. Thank you so much, my man. Yeah, again, no worries, Jimmy. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, it was a lot of fun talking, you know, some hockey, talking some odds. Uh, all of this, again, speculation, and we'll see how things go over the next couple of months. Things are certainly going to get uh, ramped up over the next couple of weeks with the draft and free agency coming up. And, uh, you know, on Devil's State of My podcast, we'll have all of that covered. Um, and I'm sure Jimmy will have it here on this podcast as well. But, again, man, thank you so much for having me on. And I uh, look forward to talking to you more uh, down the road. Absolutely. Again, you are welcome anytime that you want. He is Neil Villapiano. Again, go subscribe to him, Devil State of Mind, on all audio platforms. And be sure you follow him on all social media at Devil State of Mind. And again, follow us as well at Blue Seats94 on Twitter. What were you going to say, Neil? I was going to say Twitter is at Devil State, uh, and everything else is Devil State of Mind. Got it. That's my it's fault. I apologize. Clear. So, yes, at, on Twitter, at Devil State, everywhere else. At Devil State of Mind, that's on Instagram and Facebook. Again, us as well at Blue Seats 94 on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts on everything we discussed and let us know who you would have 
winning it all in 2024. Until the next episode, for New Villa Piano, I'm Jimmy Finizzi. This has been From the Blue Seats, a New York Rangers podcast. Go Blue Shirts, and I'll catch you next time. Peace!